straight out of Leighton. You're listening to Nitwick Radio. Free CJ from the hospital. No, CJ's in the hospital, so it's not in New Zealand, so it's not going to come out as like a financial burden. That's true. He's going to be fine. Spend your time there. Get well, my friend. I remember, remember when Dell fell off the stage? Of course we all do. Oh, yeah. And like his second tweet was like, so glad I was in Europe. <laughs> Free health care. What a... In, like, inconsequentially based take. I know. Anyway. Yeah. He didn't have to say that, but he did. <laughs> Dell surely has the money. Hey. Oh, sorry. Hello and welcome to Newick Radio. This is season three, episode eight. Sea change, Beck, with the topic being, uh, do venues have a responsibility to keep their attendees safe? Yes. I'm glad we started with a free healthcare take because it's only going to get spicy. It's, it's going to get spicy. <laughs> Spicy Are you Italian? Can you say that? <laughs> I am. Well, I don't know, you man. See this hand gesture? That's true paisano right there. That's true my paisano. Brother, my brother's thing for a whole year was just going like, eh, and he never finished. <laughs> that's like an interesting mix of cultures. That's like, uh, what's the word? Um, like a soccer reporter, like the guy that's like, Gamecaster. Oh, yeah. Mixed with, like, an Italian. But Those guys are great. I love bring watching, it, like... Freaking football sportscasters just like, oh, and he gets the ball. Look at him go. <laughs> Soccer sportscasters, they don't even bother saying words. Did you, They're just they yelling. Just, they it's just all about the vibes. Yell. Did you uh, Did you guys see that thing where Snoop Dogg, um, at, like, um, covered an MMA fight? Like, he, like he's no. like, oh, straight up, he's like, oh, 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 it's like stuff like that the whole time. Dude, yeah. I, I want an nature documentary with him. I really do. <laughs> Dude, he freaks out at the end, though. He like, he, because the guy knocks out the other guy and it was like a big comeback. It was like, yeah. it looked like he was just going to get wrecked and he turned it around and Snoop just like lost it. It was pretty funny. I think we, there's really a lot of unexplored spaces in live Sports commentary. That's the word I was looking <laughs> for. So Thank much. you, commentator. commentator. That was it. I was yeah. like Gamecaster. I've been watching Counter Strike competitive. Yeah, because it's on in Europe in like 10 a.m. over Do here. Do people it's like comment five. on esports? Is that oh, a, yeah. a job? Well, depending I mean, on the yes. game, but like Counter Strike, absolutely. Yeah. Day nine? Are you are you kidding me? I don't know what that is. You don't know are what you, day nine is? Day nine? No. Huh? Seriously? Huh? Huh? No. I, I no I like especially when the games get technical like yeah. they always break down oh and he's choosing to run, 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 run. yeah <laughs> it's know? literally I want, how I, I learned to play Counter Strike <laughs> about, I want something that's talked about like it's on NPR you know I go to sleep the problem is like Smash Bros you watch highlight reels of that and they're like whoa 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 oh my god look at him go and you're like you're not even telling me what's happening no that's fine because Smash Bros is all about the vibes it's really I love watching like competitive it's about the smell unfortunately you just gotta break no (laughs) be like me break your nose a couple times I can't smell at a Smash tournament you you know what I want you not smell anymore it's pretty much gone. Wait, it comes and goes depending on how bad my allergies are. It Dang. wasn't COVID, was it? No. It's actually tight. Per- no, it's it's like getting a someone's heel right into your nose. Oh. Lovely. Yeah. The um, long vid. You know what? The, yeah, long, the vid. long vid of the Dude, last like eight years. I got long vid. I like I got long vid just that it just drained my energy forever. Yeah. Like I just felt shot for like so long. But um I want ASMR uh sports commentary. 
Could you, can you imagine ball. MMA ASMR sports commentary? Yeah. Oh, I don't even understand the point the of current sports commentary. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> Pulls out the He's freaking got his ear. Wrapped. He's got his ear in his mouth. He's now oh, chewing Mike, Mike on his Mike Tyson ear. has bit Evander Holyfield's that ear. That was tight, Aaron. Oh. I felt something there. <laughs> Holy crap. Maybe that's what I'll do. That's going to be my niche. I just think if you're going to be watching... Be my niche. If you're going to be watching sports, odds are it's with other people. And odds are if something exciting is happening, the other people are already screaming anyway. So why not have the sportscaster just do ASMR? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I hate it. I mean, you know, it, yeah, I'm fine. The, it's cool. And now we're going to rub bubble wrap while they <laughs> get through this huddle. <laughs> There's a media timeout. I am going to carve some soap. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh. sandpaper carving and velcro. soap, <laughs> rubbing together oh until you become a Broncos fan. Until you That's how it works. Yep. Oh gosh. When you were talking about, oh man, I've talked. I think season zero. I talked about this, but seriously, I am still not over two glass marbles rubbing them together. I hate that not, sound. Not past that. You don't like that sound? Nowhere or you near. Do like Absolutely, it? I cannot not. handle that. Sound. I find that satisfying. I've also been clicking my nails together all the time. So that's different. That's a lot different. Dude. Yeah, that is it a lot. Fun. That is like, a lot like different. the marble thing. I certainly get it, but it doesn't. It's it doesn't. Pink. Kill me as bad as it kills Aaron, but it is pretty bad. I tell you, my brother, Brendan, he faked. So my thing is styrofoam. Like I can't handle styrofoam rubbing together in any capacity, which sucks because when I'm moving, I like to lift the heaviest things possible. But the second I detect a box has styrofoam in it, I've been prone to drop it and ruin and literally break people's stuff. How do you feel about Jeez. styrofoam and gas? No, I'm just like, oh, I'm no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> but anyway, so both me and my brother, Zach, have this thing. And Brendan wanted to have a similar sound thing so bad, he pretended to be allergic to the sound of Velcro for a decade. Allergic? We just, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, in the same way with glass marbles, okay, right? Like, he'd hear Velcro and be like, oh, no, I'm triggered right now. But then we found out, <laughs> Get on, like, libs. a month ago that he was like, oh, I just wanted to have Get a thing. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted a superpower. A he lot just of hey, you know what? The longer, the, the farther you get in life, the more you learn that just a lot of people just wanted a thing. They just wanted a. Thing. They just wanted a thing. I don't know why you need to have a thing about being sensitive to a, a certain sound. I know why. I don't Dude, think that's I, a desirable I thing. I barely think being able to smell is a useful hey, ability. Cody's got an answer. Cody's yeah. got an answer. Check it out. We live in a society. That's it. There's no. Your I posted a meme this week. We no longer live in a society. No, are we so post society? Are we post joke? We're, we're you orbs. didn't make that, did you? We're orbs. We're just okay. orbs. Did you make it? We are orbs. No. Oh man, if you would have made no that. longer live That's in a society. That's an old one. That's an old. I had one not too. seen that until Returned this week. To and I, dude, I lost it. Um, okay, I saw a meme just like yesterday that was like those. You know those sugar cookies, the perfectly circle ones? Yeah. Uh, not, not sugar, but like, you know what? Well, I don't know if they are sugar or not. I, the like compacted flour and cocaine? Yes. Type yeah, yeah. The ones with, with a thick layer of like pink frosting over it with... I'm not sure that's You frost. mean the lighthouse so, ones from are the you, store? So wait, yeah. <laughs> those things are banging. Yeah. So so they the bang. meme said, the meme said, um, people either love these or hate these. And then the comment said, 
people who hate these just want attention. It's and true. I was like, you know what? Facts. That is the truth. Yeah, at that point, that- you're de- you're denying biology. Because I'm sorry, <laughs> it, injecting in, uh, ingesting something that is so perfectly circular and therefore pleasing to the eye, and just coated with every preservative known to make humans addicted to substances. How can you not like that? You're no, rejecting the, your the own one, hey, lizard. There is one literal. There is one problem with them, and it, it's that you can't really dip them in milk very well. I, that is true. That's yeah, fine. I don't drink milk. Apart. They scratch my monkey brain. Just, yeah, they, they do. They, they get it. They, they also scratch the top of my mouth a little bit. I don't know what's up. It I, feels they don't like powdery. No, no, no. They don't scratch the top of my mouth. They just like Grind. get stuck. They like coat it in. Yeah, the, they get stuck like to the flaky, roof of your mouth. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's cocaine. That's got to be what's in those cookies. <laughs> Honestly, I love those. Your Colombian yeah. Bam Bam in the cookies, <laughs> surprisingly up. cheap. I'm a drug mule, just low key with all the lighthouse. No, I actually I get this. You want to so, come over for sugar cookies? Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> I have a coworker whose whose wife works in uh, one for of the, the narco's. One of those uh, <laughs> the assembly lines. It's food. It's cookies. Yeah. And he told me yesterday that they just finished the Fourth of July. Nice. Isn't wow. that whack? That is So they're, they've already made 4th of July cookies. Wow. I believe that because they probably just pop them in a freezer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, what are you going to do? Dang. Like, if you get to the point where you inspect any food enough, it becomes gross. You know? Yeah. It's like when people, like, boil down Coca-Cola and they're like, this is killing you. I'm like, yeah, it probably is, but it's delicious. Who cares? I don't care that it looks like sludge. Or when they put a nail in it for a full year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're like, I put this egg in oh this bottle God. of Mountain Dew for it's- nine months. And look what happened. It's crazy how this thing that passes through your system in 24 hours, what it will do to you if you sit in it for a decade. Oh. No way. This is actually pretty true. Who would have predicted? That's crazy that something acidic does acidic things oh my god did you know that we're all breaking ground with acid i'm not i have news yeah if you, you know why i'm not filled with acid because i'm yeah, based literally oh yeah you let you're comfortable having that in your body uh, i just got it hey he's basic he is not acidic he's basic i said based but yeah base close base. I, I mean if i did have to say say if he was acidic or basic he'd be basic i'm very basic yeah. Like Am the, I acidic or basic? You're, I would say basic. I can't say basic because then you'll roast me over the coals for a month about you know what? Said that. I, you know I, what? I would he told me that honesty. <laughs> I, I would say that Logan is acidic. I that's would. okay. Yeah, that's all I right. would. And, and but I say it with love in my <laughs> I heart. Identify you know? as acidic. We're so. all we're all different. Acidic doesn't mean toxic. That means acidic. That's very. That's what I Acidic doesn't mean toxic. All right, all right, let's go. Celebrate your acidic friends and your Hasidic friends. <laughs> Raise their hand. curly sideburns <laughs> and flat brim hats. They were wearing flat brims before the G's, dude. They straight up <laughs> before <wore>. the real G's. <laughs> the Hasidics are the OGs of the world. The Hasidics are the Tongans of the. Uh, what? <laughs> you, you gotta I like finish. Where this is going. You, you went, you, yeah, you went just far enough that you gotta finish. Uh, right? Hold up, hold up. Yeah, you, you you I'm realizing attention. I don't know enough about either culture to make this connection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just. I just want to shout him out, okay? The man That's knows, fine. Just makes me think of that no effects song, The Bruise, where it's all about like being Jewish as a teenager and going out to beat up Nazis in the Bay Area. And one of the lines is it's literally just, we're the Hasidic OG OIs. And it brings me joy. 
They have to Only be home. No effects would make that. They, they have to be home before Saturday morning so they can go to synagogue. How <laughs> big was this Nazi movement in the Bay Area? It's, it's a joke song. It's yeah, like it's, it's uh, a legitimate song. But if you've ever listened to a No Effects album, like half of them are supposed to be kind of funny, and the other half are totally like downright politically serious. I see. And the fun part is you can't tell. Yeah, you have no <laughs> idea which one's supposed to be what, but Whoa. you're gonna find it's usually like fifty fifty. It's kind of like a uh, Bismarcky's discography. It's kind of like it's kind of like Bismarcky. Doing the Eminem Godzilla challenge. Dude, but Bismarcky's dead, so don't make jokes about him. Okay, I saw yeah, Marky huh. die. I saw a video yeah, that literally that was a while ago. I saw a video that literally said what was it? It was like um Rick Ross doing karaoke in some mansion, and the dude just had his shirt off and he was vibing. The man is short. Did you realize really? how short he was? No. How tall <laughs> hey, is he? Dude. I, this is not the direction like, it went. Like, no. <laughs> I was expecting it to the, go. The screenshot. If you would have seen the screenshot. Have you ever seen that? Okay, the man have, was short. So wait, have you ever seen that? I was that? expecting to be like, he was ripped. Yeah, that's, that what, that's made sense. what I Have thought. you ever seen the picture of that naked monkey that's like got his belly out and he's just like looking down? I know what you're talking yeah. about. You know, that's, in the mirror every that's day. That's what Rick Ross looked like. No. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're calling Rick Ross or calling Rose short. I want to go back to a moment in time where I didn't know that Rick Ross was short. No, you know what will make up for it? He might not be. Rick Ross has horses and cows now. To be clear, he might not be. Can you Google this? I need to know. That thumbnail I will never look. I will never ask you to Google anything live on the show ever again, but I cannot live in a world in which Rick Ross is less than 5'7". Oh, yep. thank God. He's not that short. Oh, thank God. The video made him look short, though. I okay. promise. How tall is he? Like, when I saw... He's 5'11". Okay. When I when I saw the video, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, it, it must have been one of those, like, illusion, optical illusion things. Right. You know, where, like, framing yeah. is weird. Well, his mansion is just so big that... <laughs> his mansion is the only thing that can make him look small. But it was just hilarious. Like, I should have screenshotted it. It almost made me laugh That's true. Loud. If your mansion makes you look small, is that, like... A compliment. Is that even really? Well, I think real men is, live in tiny houses. Well, this is the truck argument. This is this is literally the truck. Oh yeah, argument. we've had this truck argument. It, yeah, it's. I like, want a big truck. Little men get big trucks. Mm. And lesbians. No, they buy my car. <laughs> so the album of the week <laughs> was "Sea Change" by Beck. I can say that I'm wearing the Pride watch band. And um yeah, he can say uh that. this is I, can. I won't. <laughs> this album is I would I still would dare say like this album is the main well, I can't say that Beck in this time period really cranked out some jams. He really did. But this album is the album of all albums that I have listened to the most without a question. Like I have listened to this thing Hundreds of hundreds of times, consistently find something in it, and I mean it's a pretty sad album. It's a it's right after he was going crazy with uh, uh, Midnight Vultures. Then apparently, wonder wonder why something might have gone wrong after he was making such albums as Midnight Vultures with Boy, his I, with his relationships. I wonder why something went wrong. I really, it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. But some, everybody likes that album. Some, I love it, but nobody has ever on this show talked about said it. that this was it was a bad album. Nobody. Something yeah. went wrong, and uh, it's a breakup album for him. But to me, what I consistently wait, wait, hear, wait, 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 is it breakup or is it divorce? It's breakup. Okay. Divorced albums were only coming out at this point by Stained. Only uh, Stained. That's it. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. it's a breakup album. But for for me, 
what I just consistently, I think, hear in it and have always heard in it, it just feels like you're just taking a deep breath. It's like you're just taking a few deep breaths in your day and letting out a little bit of stuff and just kind of uh, letting it be. And I, for that reason, still love this album. But anyway, I'm yeah, curious I mean, to hear what you guys think. Don't get me think. wrong, Beck Hansen is cute, but I probably would have broken up with him too if he released Midnight Vultures on me. <laughs> That's mean. Yeah. I haven't listened to Midnight Vulture. Yeah, I mean, like. he, he was, he was, yeah. Did, what was the album he made in like 2005? It was Guero? Guero. It's the only other Beck album I've ever listened to now. Yeah, almost every other album is, it's kind of like crazy and then it's kind of folky and then crazy and then folky. And Guero was in line to be the kind of crazy one, but it's it's not that crazy. It's mm. it's like very. What was the hit off of that album? There was one that got E-Pro. Big. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. It's a good album. I like it, but. But um, I like I like Odele and Mellow Gold and Sea Change and Midnight Vultures. Like those are the ones. But I like pretty much everything he's done. What people need to understand about Beck, as he relates to Aaron, is that Beck is to Aaron what Drake is to me. Yep. It's not like this artist that you stand forever. Because they make incredible music and they cannot be stopped, a la Dan Harmon. Uh, <laughs> a yeah. la Dan Harmon. You know. Dude, people listening actually don't know who Dan Harmon is. You know what about Dan They're going to get on Google and be Dude, like, Dan, Dan Harmon. Legit, did you know that Dan Harmon is refusing to do interviews because of the Taylor fiasco? I mean, it, so it makes enough sense. I feel like... At some point, you got to say. Dan Harmon. Dan, I remember the Taylor did, fiasco. Remind me, what, is he in Blur? He was. <laughs> okay. He was in Blur. He also wrote an edited community. Well, I've never watched Dude, that. Dude, literally people... Do you know how many it. people have been out there like, Dan Harmon music? <laughs> I'm sure they'll find something. <laughs> yeah, Dan Harmon surely has made something. They're going to have to wade through all of the Taylor Swift So what, what, he meant, what he means by Dan Harmon is Damon Albarn. Just for those... Uh, fair. Don't, don't know. Yeah, Damon, thank you. I was like, something seems wrong with yeah. the statement I just <laughs> yeah. made, but it's, I couldn't it's point Dan, what it It's was. Damon but, Albarn. But here's the deal. When it comes to Drake, you see somebody going through things that you understand, maybe not totally, but they're hitting on a set of emotions that just capture where you are in life. And as you, as you grow up, you grow with the artist. And... The difference is that you start a little bit later than they did. So by the time they've completed their 2005 emotional arc, you're like, I was seven years old. I was not listening to Drake at that time, you know. But you track them as they grow up. And then they start releasing albums while you're still kicking around. And you're like, oh, man, this first one is incredible and it's changing my life. And then the next one, you're like, oh, wait, I'm starting to see why people don't like this artist. And then the third album You've stand this person for so long, but now you're going around all your friends being like, yo, certified lover boy, certified trash, hyperspace, more like target space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and you have whole to- Whole lot of mid. Whole lot of mid. <laughs> whole lot of I mid. I have not stand Playboy for that long. <laughs> but here's the deal. Like, I hear Aaron sometimes, and he's out here, and he's like, Beck is one of my favorite all-time artists, but Aaron in that same breath will be apologizing for target space- for colors, for all the little missteps that have been made along the way. And, you know, in the same way that I still stand some Drake albums that not everybody's a fan of, right? Aaron's out here standing Midnight Vultures, which I think is objectively garbage, but I respect his position on that, right? It's, it's great. And so when it comes to Sea Change, I feel like Sea Change is the, if you're reading this, it's too late. Like, it was different from what they were doing before, 
But when you sit down and you talk to someone who didn't grow up with Beck, who didn't grow up with Drake, and you're like, they're like, I can't understand why you would stand somebody who's misstepped so hard so many times. You're like, listen to this, and you can begin to understand. Well, and the other thing you have to remember about that, though, and this this is the classic conversation, but like, once you've been doing music for that long, mm. how do you not miss? Well, beyond that, like Beck is he is prolific. Like we're talking 25, 30 albums. He's made that many albums. Yeah, he's only been around for like thirty years, right? Yeah, he's insane. <laughs> Man's like Buckethead Junior. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. He's Buckethead. Buckethead Junior. Every, okay. Everything is Viper. secret. When I when I <laughs> when I say thirty, though, like he has his official cuts, right? And I think his official kill count is about fifteen. But then he has twice as much floating around. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, but it sometimes it hurts me, Aaron. It hurts me to see you love an artist so completely. But then even just introducing him to people, you're like, but yeah, that last album was pretty bad. Like, you know, let your freak flag fly, man. Like well, he, he did. He show. did. He actually just divorced. And it's really sad because they were married for like 20 years after after this. I think like a few years later, it was almost 20 years that they were married. Mm-hmm. And um he has been absolutely silent about the divorce and he did nothing during COVID, mm-hmm. but he just played three acoustic shows like last week. And the pictures from him are pretty great. It's a new look. Like he's wearing, yeah. he's wearing super baggy, like sixties looking like pastel suits nice, yeah. and just doing acoustic shows. I'm pretty excited to see, see what comes out of that. Actually. Yeah. Sea change too. Well, he already did see change too, and he got Morning album phase. of the year with it. Yeah, yeah. But it because Morning Phase is kind of like the happy to what Sea Change is sad, but they're both kind of they're not just happy or sad albums to me. They're the, you know, but I like Sea Change a lot, lot better. I gotta ask though, Aaron, why are we reviewing this album again? Yeah, I know. This wait, was, whoa, whoa! I thought you guys did. You guys didn't do this, did you? Yeah, season zero, yeah. season zero, we did. S- negative one or zero? Negative one. Negative one. Okay, so so it, so it was messed a, up my terminology. There's no there's <laughs> no like official record of it really, but like the reason why I had to bring it back is because it still is the album I've listened to the most. So like you can understand, I, this isn't like exclusively all I listen to, but for what that's worth, this is like the album that like I listen to and I still listen to. So I, I wanted to put it on trial. Put it on trial. <laughs> so the sins of. Coming after Midnight Vultures. <laughs> I Let's not make it a discussion about Midnight Vultures. I was, about, right. I was about to get into that. All right, I'm done. I won't bring I, it up again. But it does, this album just feels like you're just, it's like, you know, you know, like when somebody shows up to your elementary school class and they're like, hey, okay, guys, today we're going to do deep breaths. And then everybody just does deep breaths with the the person in the front of the room. Yeah, they made me picture a mountain. And then, and then, and then, <laughs> and then when that's over, you're like, wow, that was great. I should take deep breaths like that more often. And then you never do. But to me, when I'm listening to this album, that's kind of what it feels like. Let me be clear. I wasn't saying you were going to get it into midnight vultures. It was going to be me. Oh, okay. I was going to dive into it, but you I decided also hate that album. No, no, I, I don't hate it. I, I, uh, I haven't listened to it that much. Yeah. I just know a couple, you know, tracks off it but anyway it's it's a fan it's a oh fetch uh the timing's gone (laughs) look cody Uh, he he, that bruno mars and uh bootsy colin anderson sonic yeah that is the headspace but this is just kind of like the more 
I don't cartoon. It's a cartoon version. It's more of a cartoon you version. Think, really? Uh, I don't. Wait, are we talking about sea change? To be similar at all? Stylistically, sea change and silk no, 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 Sonic? no, Midnight Vultures. What? No, I Midnight, Vultures. Midnight Vultures. I can't comment on. <laughs> I, I was thinking about. I it. was trying. All I was trying to do was make the joke about like what Phantom of Y two K. A strange oh, child of Y two K. Yeah, yeah. The, the twenty year when the twenty year rolled around of um, Midnight Vultures. Beck was strange apparition. Yeah, he called it. He called <laughs> it a, a strange apparition of Y two K. Like he was being all artsy and like above it. Like he's kind of like saying, "This was just you know, it was, it was you know, two thousand. I was drunk. Dog. Yeah, I was drunk. whatever <laughs> interview you had with uh, Beck and the other guy, where they're talking about. Oh yeah, that's the most perfect interview I've ever seen. Oh yeah, I never want any artists. They literally to are just both like way. saying existential things to each other that don't actually answer like, or yes. correlate. And I found myself <laughs> associating with the polar bears of the north because, in a way, we all live in the north, <laughs> and the polar bears—they're dying. In humanity, we don't see it on the outside, but we're dying on the inside like the polar bears and i'm like oh my god he's saying so much and yet <laughs> he's saying absolutely nothing yeah, no, they, they so go, it's an average podcast well no you kind of but they were doing that like you know, I, I'll, I'll drop a link it's pretty funny it's amazing it's enjoyable so okay all right i'm gonna dig in here yeah um very good it's very good i i really like this album um I love, uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, the thing about it is it, it is just kind of an experience, like other than the title, or not title, but um, the first track, I'm not really going to go and, and click on very many of them, honestly. Like, mm -hmm. it, it just kind of melds together, and I mean, I know, like, the first couple tracks kind of like are memorable for me, but a lot of these, it's like they just work really well in context of the album, but I don't know that I would return to individual tracks very much. Mm -hmm. um, but I really like the vibe it's going for. It's just like something that you could turn on and do just about anything to. Like I was just driving this morning and yo, there was this beautiful sunrise and I was just like vibing. Mm. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> that's what I mean. It just, oh, it fits. This I don't is know. Good. This is really, really good. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those albums that I've heard a lot secondhand from Aaron, right? He's played it countless times. I've heard all of these songs many, 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 many times. I've never really gone and had my own experience with the album until this, basically. I mean, I have listened to it before, but not very seriously. Mm. And I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was very good. I don't think it fits. Um, well, Aaron would be the one who actually would have weight behind his opinion. But it doesn't really feel like it fits with the Beck that I feel like I generally know. Mm. Because um, the Beck I know is very wacky and very... I mean cool and stylistic but also very wacky yeah and this album is not wacky at all and and i actually really like that i want to just comment on that though because it is interesting because he does use like old school analog toys like the end of golden age even like he has like he has that cut off he's he's doing yeah. he's doing cut off rise but it, do, it it's weird because it's like that's there and there's also some country elements and then there's yeah. stringed elements and it's just kind of... Because what I want to observe is, like, compared to Midnight Vultures, yes. This thing is way more of a straight shooter. And I 
can imagine it's because he wanted to have this more like straightforward, honest expression of what he was going through and leaning on those folksy elements, such as the slide guitar, such as the string section, I think does help the album be taken more seriously. But listening to this thing on headphones for the first time, because the first time I listened to it, I was, it was in the car back in season negative one. Oh, in your car I, that time too. Yeah, Mickey, shout out. <laughs> dude, I remember that six hundred dollars. Shout out, Mickey. Nice. Six hundred dollars. That thing was uh, pretty dope. When I listen to this album now, I actually caught the tales of most of these songs that are normally too quiet to be play to be heard over the sound of the road, and. Basically, at the end of every single one of these songs, there's some kind of like feedback hackery, modular synthesizer, some kind of vocal reverb that does uh-huh. something interesting. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking when listening to the tail end of the songs, I was like, oh, my God, there's Beck again. Like, you know, he had this he was Beck Hansen for most of each song. But at the at the very last five to ten seconds, <laughs> he was back. back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I yo, I need to make an amendment to what I said. Um, Lost Cause is is a very very good song. Is Lost like, Cause like the third song? It's the fifth. I guess I'm fourth, doing fine. Which fourth, also is fourth song. I think that the fourth song. Yeah, I see. I really like that song. Yeah, that is a very very good song. Yeah, I guess and, I'm doing fine. It's really good. And Golden Age. Um, Freaking! While I was on, a, I was serving a religious mission in New York, and during that time, I didn't really listen to music like hardly at all, other than religious music. And Aaron sent me this bootleg copy of him singing <laughs> "Golden Age" on his acoustic guitar, and oh my gosh, I listened to that so much. Like, yeah. like that song is just like engraved in my brain at this point, and so I do really love that song. Like, that's definitely my favorite off the album, um, followed by "Lost Cause." If you've never seen the video to Lost Cause, it's it's worth it. It's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. He's got like it's a cardboard like shape of a person, but it's all boxy. And then it's it's the cover of the album, his face, but it's like hyper zoomed in, like awkwardly. So it's just like a square of his face, like zoomed in. Mm-hmm. And it's all slow mo, and it's falling out of the sky and slowly blowing up with the music. And it's like it's mm-hmm. so cool, actually. Huh. I can't even explain it. It's really a cool video. Here's what, here's what I'm gonna say though, because I think I think we've been pretty positive so far. I have to. Yeah, no, no. I have to caveat this just a little bit, and I want you to follow me down this path. All right. All right. All right. Beck Hansen, as a man who was alive at the time of this album's recording, still is. That was misleading language. <laughs> that was very misleading, misleading. language. Beck Hansen is um, too attractive for me to take this album seriously. Uh, okay. Look at look at his freaking face. Look at his freaking face. Look at all the music videos around this. That dude is a no makeup, no effort, all one hundred percent genetic stunner, right? <laughs> and I'm sorry. I just don't feel sorry for you. You're too hot to actually be depressed. You know what I mean? It's like when Disney, Ch- you know, how Disney Channel like debuts new stars every year. I remember I was like 15 years old. Right. And they debuted this show where like a girl plays her own twin. Right. 
Does anybody remember the show? I don't remember what it was called. No. Anyway, but I remember thinking, <laughs> oh you my know, gosh, that no. <laughs> that says so much, no. Cody. Holy cow. <laughs> I, I apologize. I never watched Disney Channel. That was legitimately just me saying but, no. But the thing about those shows, right, is like, you know, everybody on the show was good looking, but they weren't so overwhelmingly good looking that you got distracted by like the actual focus of what the show was about which it was a disney channel sitcom so of course it was vapid anyway uh, although you know i hold reservations for wizards of waverly place here's the deal here's the deal i look at beck and i look at like his face in these music videos and i'm like i know you're really going through it but it is so hard to feel bad for you when you are so genetically hot Okay, I okay. Let me okay. let's let's yeah. This is an interesting take. I don't. I yeah, mean, I'm not sure how. I, I, I don't get not, it. I'm not attracted to we've, him. We've never. Well, no, no, no. I get what you're saying. Okay, I get what you're saying. I but what I'll say about it is it's like it's one of those things where I think it, it's the whole concept of you can have a billion dollars and still not be happy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I think sure he is genetically like very good looking yeah just like, naturally naturally but that doesn't mean he doesn't <laughs> have emotions over it, i'm not saying he doesn't have emotions i'm just saying i don't feel bad for him see the thing that okay. yeah i mean yeah here's the thing about I mean, it. yeah you get what i'm saying i do get like, what, what you're if, saying what if jeff bezos but, released an acoustic album okay, about his divorce here, okay if this if this is anything if this means anything okay because like first of all what i appreciate about him is he does have that it, it's kind of edgar wright like where it's like very much a stylistic and for that matter he's worked with edgar wright yeah he's yeah. like edgar wright core but yeah. like edgar wright also has style but then it's like vans you know what i'm saying so like he's he's cool but then it's not like it doesn't feel like it's intentionally like he's not doing anything that is like expensive particular he has since beck has run the gucci line but well, like, but like, um, initially, especially it was like long hair, beanie, he's singing loser. He has a, he, like, there's this picture of him. He's got a shopping cart. Like he stole the shopping cart from the grocery store and it's got like his Grammy in it. Like, it's like he was doing stuff like that. He was very nineties. So let me, let, yeah. I, now to piggyback off what Aaron's saying, like, um, I'm going to use a term that is very, uh, sketch. Okay. Uh, yeah. mm, but, I'm but, driving up the cancel train. <laughs> no, no, no. It won't get me canceled. It's just sketchy. Mm. It's I, I'll censor it. But you know, like the heck boy vibe, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, doesn't no, really good. drip the heck boy vibe. You know what I'm saying? No, it would be it would be another thing yeah. if he had that vibe and then he was all like, yeah. oh, I'm yeah, all no, sad. No, no. See, that's what well, I guess. Well, you know, I'm not talking about like Jake Paul makes an emo, emo album. I'm not talking like some like Chris Pratt makes an emo album. Actually, you know, he's. He's not attractive enough that where that would work. But like, but like Beck, yeah, he steals a shopping cart. Yeah, he's got long hair and a beanie. But look at him. Yeah, yeah. But look at him. But look at him. Right. And, I, and I'm not saying. But what I like about him is that he, okay, and he kind of has since starting with really like Guero. But like he actually pretty consistently throughout his whole thing though he's kind of maintained this um, fun persona where it's like yeah. he really like. He, the reason why like he, there's a lot of Spanish in his music is because like legitimately he 
learn Spanish. He dropped out of high school. He was hanging out with, that's what he was. Yeah. And, it, and that was real. And, and so like, because that's real and then he got thrown into the whole glam scene, I think it actually really threw him off. And I think that's yeah. part of what kind of has ruined him with time is he, he, he lost his identity. Like he, he like he wasn't, it's been a road for him with that. Yeah, I think. And, and I, I'm listening to you and I hear his journey. And when he made, uh, I don't care for Mellow Gold, but when he made Odalay, I was like, oh, like he's a good looking dude, but he's doing something that's so goofy. That's, you know, you hear the way he's like awkwardly half rapping over Dust Brothers beats and you're like, wow, it's so cool that he would think of this. Okay, but like Odalay does not have like any real message right. to it. And, and that's my point. That's <laughs> like my this point. one does. Like I can appreciate Odalay because... I'm not trying to feel bad for him. I'm having a good. T- I'm with Beck Hansen at the party. So okay, I'm with Beck Hansen at the party, and so, I'm with Beck Hansen at the party. Right. Okay. Okay. L- hear me out. Right. So are you saying if somebody is good looking, uh huh, they do not, they do not deserve. They, I didn't say that. Well, well, well it's kind of what you're implying, <laughs> what I, what though, I right? What I'm saying is, you're saying you're saying that their feelings are not as valid. I, I'm saying that, or what? No, they feel what they feel. I am describing the very specific, possibly sociopathic feeling I have <laughs> that if you are overwhelmingly attractive or overwhelmingly rich or overwhelmingly talented without practicing for it, I just don't feel as bad for you. Okay, but like, is that what makes the album good? Is that you feel bad for them? I think that Beck, specifically in this like Sea Change album, is exploring a lot of like dark and depressing feel. And I don't, I'm not saying it's all happy. I'm not saying it's all sad. And I'm not saying he didn't feel it. I'm saying that when I sit down and listen to this album specifically, me, not Beck not being valid, me, right? I'm saying, I hear you, buddy. That's rough. But you're also so hot that I kind of just think you'll get over it, and I'm not taking it seriously. Personally, I, what, no, I get personally. Okay. I get what you're saying. I feel like I, I okay. get what you're saying. Knowing knowing Beck because like he tried to do the same thing with <laughs> Colors, where Colors was supposed to be a happy album. Because most of the time, Beck's emotion, his emotional palette seems like it's pretty apathetic. Yeah, frankly, and so like I think this is largely apathetic, but has sadness. Colors was largely apathetic, but had some like happiness in it. But like this, this album to me, um, I, I I feel like, and having listened to some of the interviews with him too, it feels like, or it was important to him that it wasn't just like a, a straight up breakup album to the point of, you know, it's like, that's, that's, this is, this is just me wallowing in my sadness type thing. Like he was trying when he wrote it to make it more than that as well. And I think he really did a good job at that, yeah. honestly. But yeah, no, I I definitely hear your take, Logan. I do. I, I like this I, album, I, but I do love the album. Yeah. And I, I guess, yeah, I I don't know. I, it is one of those things where it's like um, nobody noticed me until I put on the acoustic album. Yeah. Okay. Because like, but he already did because he did mutations before this. <laughs> yeah. And mutations was it shocked everyone because Odalay had them all where it's at. And then Mutations came out and it was a folk album. His roots are folk for real, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It's just, it's like his public persona Mm. is not this. I know, but it's okay. I hate to, I can say too much about him. It's problematic. But like, so he, he was doing folk. 
his dad is in the industry. His dad does string arrangements for literally everybody. Go and look up his dad. Yeah, I was going to ask about the string arrangements. Yeah, his dad did them. And, his, and it was the first time I think he really had worked with his dad. Gotcha. But like his dad has done string arrangements for everyone and is still doing them. Probably a lot of pop songs. If there's any strings, he's an arranger. Interesting. So, but, but his, it, it, the way that he describes his upbringing was very much, his mom was a kind of dead end painter. His dad was paying the bills. He wasn't as big as he is now, but still was making it in LA doing music. Huh. And Busy parents, basically, and he locked himself in closets and would just write hundreds of songs, and then that's how he became so such a good songwriter. But it's kind of like one of those stories where it's, it's like music saved my life type guy. That's who he is, really. But yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, I really at its core, I really love this thing. I the only real thing I would I would say that might lean on the negative end because you're talking about how it's been mostly positive. Um, the only thing, and it's not even really like a big complaint. It's just something that hit my head while I was listening to this a few times, maybe like twice, but like, I feel like some of the songs just feel like derivatives of golden age (laughs) where it's like, you're just kind of doing golden age again, but not as good as golden age. Yeah. On on a few of them. Yeah. That was just kind of like what I was thinking specifically. I was at the red lights by South Weber and the song started and I was like, this sounds just like golden age. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not golden age. Yeah, that, yeah. That's like the only thing. I feel like there's a few, maybe slightly if you redundant ever, it, tracks. But Beck and his bridges, though, his bridges <laughs> always just like go make you go, huh? All right, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I just like that's really about the only thing I would say. Like other than that, I I I really like this thing. It's good. And you don't think he's too hot. <laughs> that's a loaded question. I want to hear Cody's. That's take. a loaded I want to hear question. Take. Cody, I do. I am curious. In ways. In ways. In ways. I would like to preface what I'm about to say by saying that this is a very good album for what it is. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. He's bringing out the. He's not, he's not upset. He's, he's disappointed. He's up. not upset. He's disappointed. I'm not either. I honestly like. This is not music I would listen to. Yeah. So I don't have a ton of experience with it. But I think this album's very well made. The only problem with it is, is a lot of it, I felt like I was driving through West Texas. Mm. And if you've ever driven through West Texas, it just goes forever. There's nothing there. Yep. It's in, I feel like that fourth song, whatever, what was the one you lost? Lost Cause. Lost Cause. I was like, oh, driving through West Texas, I hit Odessa and then <laughs> nothing for a while. And then it's the, th- I don't remember song names. I'm terrible about this, but the third to last song and the second to last song, I'm like, oh, here's Fort Worth, here's Dallas. And then I take a freaking left and I go north towards Oklahoma with that last song. And I'm like, a lot of this, it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And that's no, not that's something true. that I, would usually have a problem with because like you guys know me i love prog music but the thing with prog is, is you'll have a five minute section of a song where it's like oh this doesn't seem like it's going anywhere and then oh here's like a 13 9 something <laughs> weird nonsense synth solo over like you know a bass solo it, all sorts of stuff going on but i was like a lot of this album is just like okay so that song just played the same chord for four minutes i'm like 
Yeah. Yeah. Now you, Beyonce can do that, but Beck. <laughs> no, well, and like that's I, a similar take to what I was saying at the beginning, and I agree with you, but I think that is actually part of the draw. It and is. It, no, I get that hundred percent. I just I think I'm in a bad spot for like what I'm listening to musically right now. Like before I turned this on this morning, I was listening to Blackwater Park by Opeth, which is all over the place with everything. <laughs> and it's, you know, Steven Wilson produced, so it's like really high quality and there's tons of things going on. And then I put this on and I'm like <laughs> okay buzzkill i was like this is this is a lot different and the problem was with it is a lot of the songs just kind of ran together yeah and like i said it's not bad i think even though they're running together they're still good songs it just no he, it's not something that i could sit down and listen to 100 that makes sense and that is a completely fair take it because it is what it is that way it's better than saying he's too hot <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even know what he looks like. Fun no, fact. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. One. I gave this album a glowing review. <laughs> Fun fact, though, that uh, <laughs> it's produced by Nigel Godrich. I don't know who that is. It's the Radiohead producer. Oh, I will say though, I look every time, every week when we do an album, I look it up on Sputnik Music, which is you know, Sputnik is to me what Rate Your Music is to Lauren here. Um, and I looked it up, and I'm like, oh. This has a 4.2 out of 5 average rating. And, like, Sputnik skews a lot higher just for its averages than Rate Your Music does. Like, the oh, highest rated record it. on there is, um, it, I think it's Limp kind Biscuit. of blue. No, it's kind of blue by Miles Davis, I'm pretty sure. But it has it's either that or Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. They kind of flip back and forth, and they have been for, like, 10 years. But they have, like, a 4.64 mm. out of 5 with like thousands of ratings too like, it's not just a fluke but i was like oh this has a really good rating like it's in the top 25 on the website for the year 2002 oh wow and i was like huh interesting i don't remember what else came out in 2002 but i was like all right cool yeah, yeah that- it's like a 4.1 or a 4.2 out of 5 Dang. Something like that people seem to really like it it had an awesome review no I, I mean i'm serious the first song dude golden age like that is such that's like a timeless song that is a very good song. So, I mean, I see why people would become so attached to this album. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I think I think you guys covered it. Aaron, I want to ask. Uh, I want to ask you a personal question. Yes. Are you all right, buddy? Yeah. The Sea Change album tends to come up. Oh, I'm actually doing really well right now. Put him on yeah. the spot on the pod. Hey, man. How's put him on. Hey, Aaron, tell the world. Are you doing yeah, all right? Yeah, it's, no. it's funny. It's <laughs> funny because I care about you. I always get these questions. I, I just... Like, whatever, how you would say it, like, categorically listen to sadder music, but it, it, it means nothing. It doesn't mean anything, usually. I, I categorically listen to sadder music, and it usually does mean something. Yeah. So, you know. If you catch me in my bag, then that means. <laughs> to me, to me, this album is just, I, I, I listen to it frequently, probably at least every other week, if not every week, and it just is kind of, a, it just, to me, it just, like Jake was saying, the sun coming up, it just feels, and, and actually what Cody's saying, frankly, too, it's just barren and you're just kind of having a moment just alone. Yeah. That's just what it feels like. Yeah. And it's, that is what it feels it's, like. And it's not, it's not inherently sad or depressed to me. It's just a moment alone. It's just nice. So music is like your safe place. Yeah. I think the only song safe that is, spaces. I think yeah. the only song that is pretty much inherently sad is Lost Cause. I yeah. think Lost Cause is pretty song. inherently sad. That's a, that's but, a really sad song. But it's a great song. It's a good song. It's a great song. Yeah. All but, right. Oh, okay. No, I'm 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 good. To, I'm good. To, I don't want to I want to overstay my Do welcome. Do you picture a mountain or when I listen like to an it? ocean? 
that album. Yeah. Literally, it's like the the lyrics to Golden Age set the precedent for what I think of the whole time. It's just yeah. like night driving, just like yeah. aimlessly driving nowhere. Right. That's just what it feels like. Are you in like a, an 80s movie or like a 90s movie? Uh-huh. Or a mid two. Those are the, those are really bad options. Yeah, Every I, feel like I, I feel like I am right here, right now, and like yeah. he says in the song, like drive all night. You're in like a 2020s mumblecore. Movie. Drive all night. <laughs> I, I think the line that just like says it is he says like drive all night just to feel okay. Like it, yeah. that, it's just like a night drive for your. Is it like an indie flick or is it like oh an emotional? Moment Dude, you have to answer. Flick? No, no, no! Don't hit those buttons until you answer. <laughs> indie flick or. Like a superhero flick, but you're just like kind of depressed. Just say indie flick because that could be anything. Just say honestly, indie flick. probably an indie flick. There Why you not? go. Yeah. There, there it is. Directed by who? Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> All right, <let's- laughs> definitely not. Definitely then not. Then it would be Miserloo. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a little Dick Dale on your night drive. Oh my gosh. Did I put you on the spot too much? No. Okay. No, it's just that isn't what I hear in that album. Yeah. I've just always. Generally speaking, I do, I lyrically is slower to come to me than the feeling, and I feel like what Beck is expressing in that album is not inherently be sad for me. The world's ending for me. Yeah, to that's me, that's kind of how I was. That's what that's what I was struggling with with your take was just yeah. that I didn't feel like he was necessarily saying like be sad for me. More more it, more, it was just more like I am sad. Well, even even beyond that, it just what it feels like to me is it's just like he's like man, I got to rethink a few things. I just got to work work a few things out in my head. That's just like what it the album feels like and it's like that's a place i don't know you, you come and go from that place all the time yeah. even if you're doing completely fine i usually go to the drake place of all of my let's just be friends or friends i don't have anymore <laughs> all right we, is we, that an indie flick Co- or Cody. I, superhero movie oh superhero <laughs> Cody. oh all the way but his superpower is like uh, always having toxic relationships. <laughs> it's a super and it's not him. Oh, very good it's super not him, guys. He's not the problem. Oh. <laughs> Despite the fact that there is a common denominator here, he is not the problem. Let's be clear. So after we had this contemplative conversation, let's get spicy. Yeah, let's get oh, spicy. Cody, Cody's on topic. Topic of the week is: uh, Do venues have? A requirement to keep people attending shows, concerts, whatever all you may say. All I will say is we went Safe. to Oliver Tree and it felt like I was at Astro World. <laughs> You're not helping the you case can't here. say that. No, no, no. Somebody said that about the FCLC. So, okay. Really? So, yeah. yeah so, I'm on... Okay. Aaron, why do you, Aaron always does this, and it just drives me nuts. Sorry. You know they don't like Oliver Tree, and you you bring up things no, 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 to make them not like Oliver, Oliver Tree, Tree even more. No, I, it has everything I, to do with how insane so, of a statement. That no, is. So, yeah. So, anyways, it people did. Died. Okay, so at the show, like people really were moshing, pretty pretty hard. They actually were. You, I I know, I know. Cody's over Back there. Back in but, my day. But <laughs> I, I will say, like, it was actually fairly extreme. Like, I, it was one of the harder mosh pits I've been in, and we've been in some. And I've been to Baby Metal. But Baby Metal's so sick. Yeah, they are. It was yeah. sick. But anyways, it wasn't life-threatening at all. I'm not saying that. But the next morning on the Oliver Tree fan group that I am a part of, yes, I'm a psychopath, get off my lawn. Anyways, so the, <laughs> I'm sitting there, and, and they say, Wow, I can't believe it. I was at the SLC show last night and it felt like I was at Astro World. That, that person's been to two day? concerts in their life. The other was at Jonas Brothers. One. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. No, but like, no. like the comments ripped her to shreds. Well, and understandable. It, like, they, 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 were, they were like, wow, I can't believe this. Like, moshing's been around since that, like, forever. Like, that's this- literally an r slash insane people <laughs> Facebook post. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It was. That's such a bad analogy. <laughs> hold up though i think it's crazier of the facebook group to tear into her into her for it though well i like, think does I'll, she really need to be corrected a lo- that yes bad? i mean yeah kind of Lauren, okay. i was negative at, reinforcement i was at oliver tree last night okay and it felt like i was at astro world just, let me it, be clear let me be clear okay not as toxically as they were sure. but my my problem is if you're if you're uncomfortable with a mosh pit yeah literally back up or get to the sides right just and then that's it yeah you don't that's have to, just they're it. not even at the very front like yeah. you can just go up further more. yeah it's like you can avoid it yeah. if it really bothers you just avoid it right and i don't know comparing it to you know, a thing where people were actually dying is just, it's just, it, it's in the modern day. Everybody just like makes everything like the most extreme. Yes. And that's just annoying and I, it's incorrect. I do think that's and, more generational than it is like modernity though. Yeah. Not to get too sociological on you folks. Wow, yeah. That was a big word. He it, used a big word. Whoa. Big well, word. I do think it is. It is just kind of part Multiple of syllables. our generation. <laughs> I think I so. I mean, too. you are right. It does seem but like that's I, not I my generation. That's for sure. I have a serious question here. about the spiciness of this topic. Because g- it can be Astroworld spicy, but I think it can also be Covioid spicy. So, what do you mean by safe? Like safe from diseases or we're safe gonna, We're going to argue about uh, vocab here. Ask the definition. Question. Definition. And I think we came up with this. This is prior to Astroworld that we wrote all these, right? I'm trying no. to remember. No, we were um, sitting down no, no, no. doing the question. No, it was after Astroworld. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, he, so then. He made a, that's a joke right. That's that right. Be named. Because I made the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the show. Is it in the show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fortnite rapper that killed those kids. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, yeah. It's actually. I, I thought of it coming from both of those sides. Like, in a world where COVID is a thing and in a world where people can get viciously hurt and die at concerts, like, right. what vi- or what role does the venue play in that, in keeping attendees safe, if at all? Okay, my take, as far as it relates to COVID or disease... Hit us. This is, this is, this is a spicy take. Go. Um, I don't really think that that should be the venue's fault at all. The problem is everybody's so freaking sue-happy... That if they don't, they will die. Yeah. And said Zach De La Roca. And that in, is the problem. So honestly, do I think it oh sorry. Two thousand three. He looked he looked them in the, their their eyes and he pointed at the security at the show. At the show. If you were to do this now, you get so he pointed to the security and he's looking at everybody and he's just like, You see these people? They're scared of you. They're scared of you. I look at him and it's like a seven foot tall guy with like tree trunk biceps. And I'm like, okay, Zach. And, <laughs> and literally like a nine millimeter on his. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah he's not too scared of you. Maybe I'm kind of okay with this being a two way street here. No, but like I. It's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. Who here hates the police? <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> It's like God bless you. Just every every queer show that comes to Utah is a blessing. So, um, okay, no, but like as far as the the disease thing goes, that one just kind of pisses me off. That supersedes venues, though. This is like restaurants, small businesses. It should not be their fault that some customer gave another customer a disease. 
but that is a very political take. I understand that. Probably don't want to. That is spicy. Don't want to go down there too deep. It's yeah. spicy, but, but I it, love spice and agree. But so. my, my thing is, is I, I hate that. And so if we're saying safe from a disease standpoint, I, di- I, I disagree. Well, and like the vaccine card checking at these venues has been a joke. Like <laughs> I, When we went to like, see Igloo yeah. Ghost, they, they actually did, did it. They actually they did actually it. Did but no, it. if you like other concerts, there are videos out there and a Dorian too. Like, the guard barely checked it. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, this looks like, this feels in my hands roughly like the Vaccine type of cardstock card. that they would use. Yeah, it's real. So, like, yeah. I'm not, uh, I realize that there's, like, this group of people out here who are, like, centrists are evil. You should, it's evil to be in the middle, so you need to always go one way or the other. But I also do kind of feel like, okay, either you do care about this or you don't, right? Like, if you're going to say... You need to be vaccinated before you come here. Like, there is more. You can make it more than a checkbox if it's really about liability. Yeah. Because I promise you, like, this little, like, I'm going to graze the vaccine card and then flick it back at you (laughs) is, like... That's that's a single sentence in your defense, and it's not going to hold up if you get litigated. As far as I assume. But I am not a lawyer. (laughs) That wasn't necessary to say. I am. (laughs) But... Wait, you know, I really feel like commit one way or the other. Now, when it comes to like moshing and all that, I do think there is a middle ground. Yes, I think I think legitimately it is in the artists and the venues and the people who attend concerts interest to make sure that it is um, fun while still being safe. Like, I realize that those two words do not often go together, (laughs) except in the context of teachers who are trying to promise children that. You know, they can't have fun at recess as long as they're safe, which means don't play that game where you throw the tennis ball at the kid who's standing against the brick wall really hard. Well, he should have moved. He should have moved. He should have moved. Wall ball is a great game. Stop. That's the rules of wall ball. We have to see if we can hit him. Um, (laughs) And I I recognize that, like, it's not fun to put those two words together. But yeah, like, it is bad for the artist's reputation if people die at shows or yeah. get seriously hurt. It doesn't look good for the venue, and it certainly doesn't improve people's times there. Like, the crazy thing about concerts, and I love going to them, but the thing about concerts is that it has a way of instantly inciting people's mob mentality in a way that otherwise very normal people do not engage with. Like, people who don't go to protests, people who don't, like mob people on Twitter online will be at a concert and just do and say crazy things. Yeah. Right. Cause it, cause you're just there and it's about the overwhelming emotion. Right. I, I'm normally not like this, but I think that there is a responsibility on the staff and the artist to protect the people from themselves somewhat. Okay. No, I totally agree. I, I want to be explicitly clear what I was saying about uh, like just previously was I was specifically talking about disease. Yeah. Okay. That's a different issue. That's a separate issue in my opinion, because when we're talking about mo- uh, moshing, yeah. when we're talking about stampeding, when we're talking about crushing, there is a lot that a venue can do. Right. They can scale back the amount of people allowed in specific spaces. Uh-huh. They can do things to separate people. They can up their security. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot that a venue can do. And I do think that there is a lot that they need to be doing. Right. Um, that said, I'm going to also say on the other side of the coin, I think the bigger party at fault here is the people 
that go the the concert the average concert goer because yeah. like if you read about what happened to Astro World, people were sneaking into this section that they weren't supposed to be in. People were hopping gates, put putting the capacity way higher than the venue anticipated. Yeah, and that type of thing is the concert goer's fault. Yeah, people being irresponsible, people thinking that they're above the rules. Everybody does. They're like, oh, you, yeah. I can hop this game. I want, I, it, I want it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. apply to me. And when it doesn't apply to everybody, pretty soon people die. And yeah. then everybody's like, it was Travis Scott's fault. And then it's... Yeah. Did you see he kept playing music even after people got hurt? It's like, oh, I'm sure he can see really well. Yeah. I'm sure he it, can totally tell yeah. what's yeah, going that, on. That is the thing. Yeah. It's hard for... it's. There's two things I want. Because like, I agree. I think that there are things venues can do. I, I also just think what really needs it's just so well, I was talking about this just on Sunday too with our family. It's like what's really unfortunate is like concerts are becoming too high um, demand. The demand for concerts is higher than like what we're able to going to concerts is like a lottery now. And, and a lot of them, if, if you're going the to a big is, show, I don't think that it's actually the concert. That's the high demand. It's scalpers making it high. Demand. It might be, but regardless master, but regardless yeah. When I go to shows, certain shows anyway, it does feel like, and I think it has everything to do with um, just the general isolation, social isolation. The, the way that lots of people interact with each other, younger people at this point, is virtual, is digital, is texting, is that kind of thing. And so when you're doing a thing together, kind of to Logan's point, and you're invited to go crazy, there's a, la- a little bit of a lack of understanding of what you can and can't do which i just think used to go unspoken it's just like people were inherently trained to take care of you it's like when they went yeah. down they really helped him up when he got too tight they started throwing elbows to get get yeah. it back well but like people died at the who right yeah it was, that was like yeah. the 70s but that was that was a similar moment of enlightenment their shows to that scale of that style weren't happening and that was kind of like when that started and so that then it became an issue then and it's kind of like now again it's like there's this educational gap that's what my perception i you know what i actually think you're probably right i think there are a lot of people who are starting to go to concerts or don't remember what they're like and i do think there is a baseline of etiquette that needs to be observed yeah right i like i i was hesitant to put it on the concert goers because i get it you're there you just want to have a good time and I understand some people take that too far, but I, well, no, but there's decisions made before you're having the good time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like going in the wrong areas. Yeah. Yeah. There's things um, that happen before you get to that point. I, I agree with that. So I do think probably part of the reason like concert safety is such a hot topic right now, I think is probably because many people have just forgotten how to be a good concert attendee. Is that a crazy claim to make? No. I don't want to come across as like victim no. blaming. No, I like, do get actually, it. Actually, Oliver I, Tree said it like on the stage. He even kind of was talking about how, and it plays into the fact that on the Oliver Tree Facebook page, that's the people that were saying they were having a traumatic experience too. It's just like, I don't know. I, I think that this is like their first or second concert yeah. and it, and it goes a little too crazy. Well, that's probably also that girl, honestly, probably had never been at a show that moshed ever. Yeah. That was her first mosh pit ever. She went and to Jonas Brothers and then Oliver and Tree. Be, yeah. And to be fair, I don't blame her for thinking there wouldn't be moshing at Oliver Tree because that's not necessarily intuitive. Yeah, I initially didn't think there would be either, but it actually made total sense. The, yeah, the other thing is that I wanted to say is, and it's like shows Cody goes to, 
it is a complete, in my opinion, non-issue at small venues. This is only a consideration when you're at a certain capacity. Huge level. Yeah. Yeah. If you have 50 people in a room, like it kind of regulates itself. Like, I mean, this is my own experience, but like hardcore shows, like someone steps out of line. They get put back in line. Like it's pretty <laughs> swift. Like Cody, I have a real question. This is a real, real question because I have been scared to ask for a long time. Okay. If I went to a hardcore show and I just wanted to sit in the back and watch the band, oh, you'd be fine. I'd be fine. Yeah. Okay, then I will go because I just, I listen. I love the music. I love the energy. I'm just not down to get punched every time. Yeah. No. Th- I mean, honestly, in a lot of shows kind of same as everything else there's been a lot of people that i think found out about like hardcore and associated subgenres during covid yeah so like shows have been fairly packed and so i I think there's a lot of padding for lack of a better word (laughs) yeah i mean i i even started wearing my glasses to show something oh my god i was like there's like four people in front of me because i was like i'm too old to go into mosh pits now it it just hurts after i go in there i'm like oh man i can't do that like i used to um and then i go you're like 27 yeah but in hardcore (laughs) years that's like 110 so that's fair as a point i was 14 when i started going to shows like i've seen a lot you have and filmed a lot yeah I, I and lo- ended up in a lot of music. I, I love. I love that half the time Cody would be like, "Yeah, I filmed their show. It's on their official YouTube." He's like, "I am their music video. <laughs> I shot that." <laughs> so great. Anyway, no, I, I I largely do agree though that I don't know how m- you can only put so much of it on the venue. I think, yeah, especially if you're going to maintain this idea of fun. Yeah, they're, like the venue can do quite a bit. But there does hit a point where it's up to the concert goers. And I think there's bands that handle it too. Fugazi and the Mars Volta, even though like neither band plays shows anymore, they just don't allow moshing at their shows. Like straight up. Like Interesting. Fugazi just would stop shows. People moshing, they'd be just like, no. Yeah. Wow. No. You know, Nickelback but, would also stop a show if you started throwing eggs at them. Well, gee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, I wonder why. Have, have you guys that, seen, you know, you that, seen that's that? That's how video? it reminds me though. No, I mean, I, there was a joke. It didn't land. Never mind. That, that's a great, that about, is a great video. You should go and watch. The, though, like. the thing is, it wasn't. No, no, no. It wasn't eggs. It was rocks. They oh. were being stoned. <laughs> they were being stoned. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone like who is without <laughs> sin in the crowd. Straight up. But he who has not enjoyed a Nickelback song biblical. cast the first stone. Okay, no, but like, um, <laughs> you look at, you look at, um, um. <laughs> I forgot it was rock. <laughs> it was. It's so funny. Let he who has not listened to rock star in a moment of weakness. No, they, they were. It was Dude, just no, rock, rock star. That's rock. rock. Oh, that, uh, I, I appreciate uh, the pun power over there. That uh, let me let me say that this. Silver side ups. Honestly, got some tracks on. The thing is, why. the thing is, Dark Horse, dude. Is that the one with the silver tier? Yeah. Yeah. It's got how you remind me on Honestly, there. Dark Horse has some ragers on it. It does. <laughs> Honestly, I think no, Nickelback just got Stone. unfairly maligned. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, you know, I, like I said, let he who is without or let he who is not enjoying a Nickelback song cast first stone. Notice how it wasn't me. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there throwing stones. Well, yeah, I'll drop it that link me. as well. In the words of Shaggy. It wasn't <laughs> it was me. Not, it wasn't me. It was not me. Okay, but like, la- last thing, last cool thing about the venue thing before we move on. Just like if you look though at like Astro World, and then you look at like that time that Slipknot did that uh, Wall of Death with like five thousand people, 
and you're just like, okay, like seriously, how how are people canceling Travis Scott? Yeah, and then Slipknot's fine. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Rage Against the Machine, like saying they're scared of you. That that's pretty I'm wild. Pretty sure Slipknot's been canceled for longer than Travis, though. Well, yeah, but like. <laughs> Like, no, 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 but like Slipknot released an album like last year and it went over yeah. super well. Like, it's not, it's not this big taboo thing where it's like, yeah. you'll die. I also you think it comes down show, to like you know? the genre of music and like who the fans are. Like, the culture around the music is going to have a say in it. People like Travis Scott shows probably don't expect to get crushed. <laughs> Whereas, well, I don't think it plays to his point about the TikTok or the, the Fortnite rapper. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you go to like a Slipknot show or like just a metal show in general, you probably anticipate there's going to be a lot more physical chaos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess guess that is true. And ironically, I still think the most violent show I've ever seen was Wu Tang. (laughs) So I didn't expect plan in the front. They said it, dude. (laughs) They did. And then next thing I knew, me and all my boys were no. I'm not going to finish that. I'm not going to admit to anything tonight. Plead the fifth. I, 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 I. have heard that legitimately men at work also was notoriously like a, a, a mosh show. <laughs> that rules. Wait, like the in the same way that like baby metal is like you're talking about. I come from the land down under. There's somebody doing karate and <laughs> <laughs> well, and and like Primus too, right? Primus is like in well, dude. If I'm he pretty sure at Primus concerts, boom, everybody's boom, high boom. off paint thinner. So hey. not surprising. <laughs> My name is Mud. On, is a scary song. I actually. just blanked on his name. The vocalist, Les Claypool. Les Claypool. If he started hitting those funky bass lines, I'm also gonna get belligerent. Just go to a Thundercats show. Gosh, I'm gonna get belligerent in a Thundercats show too. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm not even kidding though. And Aaron and I have talked about this before, but like music has gone dummy hard at times. But I honestly think that. Jerry was a race car driver might be one of the hardest hitting moments I know of. No, I, I remember yes. the, where I was and how I was sitting Have you even and heard what the I was song? doing the yes. first time I heard that song. That, seriously, that goes so that hard. song is on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one. And my friend's older brother, he would watch us. I'm sure I've talked about this before on Friday nights. And I basically is just like, Hey, I'm gonna go hang out with my girlfriend. Here's a copy of grand theft auto three and Tony Hawk's <laughs> pro skater. Have fun. And we would sit and play Tony Hawk's pro skater. And Jerry was a race car driver is on there. And that first time I heard that, I was like, Whoa, yeah, no, it's it, wild. dude. It is. Do you wild. even know what I'm talking about? Yes. Do you know the part I'm talking about? Yes. You know, the so part. Yes. And you Never don't think it's hard. No I, well, Never maybe it's hard. I don't like it. Jerry oh my gosh. That wasn't what I was saying. It's dummy hard. Yeah. That song rules. He's got the lyrics. At a boy. No, that I love Primus. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, it goes dun. pretty hard. That, that's a song to get trampled to. <laughs> All right, Bops, let's hit it. <laughs> Honestly, though, like that would go crazy at a live show. <laughs> Primus is sick. If I somehow, through some extremely cursed set of circumstances, found myself at and enjoying a Primus show. Yes, yeah, I would probably go hard. Speed to round. <laughs> speed <laughs> round. Primus sucks. Speed yes, round. I would probably. Primus go does hard. indeed round. suck. Wait, are you guys being serious? You don't like Primus? No, that's like a thing they Primus? say. Yeah, that, oh, that was their branding. I see. Their, I'm, I'm their merch always said Primus sucks. That's funny. It's it's cool to see a band be so honest. Give <laughs> <laughs> uh, me your bop. My bop is uh, about giving in. <laughs> for me okay it's about giving up and realizing that not only are you not better than everyone else but you have worse music taste than everyone else and so you're going to listen to a song about how you're not as pretty as all the other girls 
and you're going to like it. And you're going to do your makeup to it. And you know what? You made fun of everybody for liking this song. Material uh, Girl. Not Material Girl. <laughs> I, still, I still listen to Material Girl, though. And it is Prom Queen by Beach Bunny. I slowed down that song and made like a shoegaze cut of it so I could listen to it as a man without feeling bad. But nowadays, we're just... Let's just face it. I have to go through my white girl phase like everybody Dude, else. You don't, you don't have to slow down a song to... Oh, I had to slow plus reverb it. Otherwise, I couldn't listen to it in public. Then people would recognize it and make fun of me. Oh, Co- I mean, Lauren, Lauren. Don't put me in that I, I, uh, I don't even know what this song is. Oh, Cody. Oh, Cody. <laughs> oh, Cody. <laughs> I just... You sometimes don't let yourself like things because you're worried about how it will affect perception around you. You I don't do that. Remember what... I've had to learn how to kill that. Just kill it. Yeah. Just... Jake, you know how we made fun of you for being for listening to normie music for pop like wallpaper, six pop wallpaper. Yeah. Say and it again, know, pop wallpaper. Thank you. You <laughs> you sat there and you took it and you stood up for what you believed in and you said, "I'm not gonna let some random dudes in a basement dictate what I can and can't like." And you know what? As someone who spends a lot of time letting many people in basements dictate what I can and can't like, I'm finally letting myself be myself and admit. I like this top 50 white girl song about not being blonde and blue eyed. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I wait. What I love it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I love it. I'm going to be honest. I, I, there's a lot of pop that I really don't mind. It's pretty cool. Actually. There's some pretty cool stuff happening. There is some pretty cool There's stuff. There's no happening. cool stuff happening. <laughs> there is. Based. I'm just being contrarian. I'm, I'm basic. <laughs> no, based. No, I said basic. still out there. There's cool stuff happening. So, all right. Um, <laughs> gosh dang. I'm really flipping a coin right now because I know what I want to choose my bot, but I don't want people to get the wrong idea of me. I have I, already got the I, wrong idea. When I say people, I mean like the four people who even know about this. <laughs> so you won't get the wrong idea about me, right? So anyways, embrace it. The track is Naruto themed texting. I'm going to edit it. Oh, texting. SMSing. Yes. (laughs) By Panucci's Pizza. That's a good song, though. Dude, it is one of my favorite songs I found last year. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. I had to look up what the actual name was because I was like, this isn't true. (laughs) I was like, oh, I've listened to this song before. Like that song is so good. Yeah. Like the the what he's doing with the guitar and the lyrics and just how raw his vocals are i love that song and i really hope he has done what he's claiming to do in the title i i hope he hasn't i hope he hasn't because i don't even want to think about it it just sounds so essential (laughs) but oh my gosh i i don't know if you know me you know that panucci's pizza just like took over my whole world last year like literally they were my number one on spotify and they just destroyed my stats just inordinate amount of panucci's pizza last year yeah and i just love it they just click with me and they have tons of music on spotify they have this album called all the toppings which is basically just their whole discography squished into one and In a really confusing way yeah that's my only gripe and Anyways, I love, 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 love those guys. And that song has just been on repeat this week. I love that song. So there it is. You may be cringe, but you are free. I am cringe and I am free. That's what we have to say. I am me. (laughs) I am cringe, but I am me. (laughs) Um, um, 
for me, I'm going to be honest, I haven't been listening to as much music as I ought to this week. I just have been really been working on an issue of work, and it's just getting the best of me. My track ends up being, though, uh, Helix by Flume. That's, oh, that's right. a good song. Mm, okay. It's a good song. All right, representing. Which, by the way, we are, we are seeing Flume twice this year. Holy cow. Twice. When's the Red Rocks one? September. I ask this every show. And then he, Ogden Twilight freaking screamed in and announced that he's coming for Ogden Twilight. So Salt Lake Twilight sucks so bad. And they're so like, bad. we have to make up for this horrible nonsense lineup that we've done. Because it's the same people. <laughs> is it really the same yeah, people? it's booked by the exact same folks. I don't know why the one in Salt Lake is trash, top <laughs> to bottom garbage. And they came for me on Twitter about it. I tell you guys about that. No, I, I like posted. I was like, "Man, this lineup sucks." I was like, "Remember that summer we got Wu Tang Clan, De La Soul, Diggable Planets, Miss Lauren Hill, Thundercat, Diggable Planets, De La Soul, and Diggable Planets played together. It was great." Anyway, oh this is all in like one summer. We got TV on the radio. I was like, "Hmm, I miss those days." Pepperidge Farm certainly remembers though, and like their PR person was like. You know, they lost a ton of money. And I was like, I don't care how much money they lost. The lineup still sucks. I was like, and then they come out with the Ogden one. And I'm like, oh, we're getting Modest Mouse in Ogden. I was like, I'm in. Oh, I'm tight. sold. I, I got tickets. Sick. Did you get tickets? I need to buy them. Honestly, you better, better get on it. I was surprised they got Flume. I feel like Flume is bigger than that. They're playing, ch- they've got churches coming too. And I'm very excited about that. Churches. Churches. Yeah. They've come with them before. Churches has played Ogden Twilight, I think, once. I think Purity Rings, the only... Them and Flaming Lips have both played it but like two But they have two times. more that they're going to announce. So. Oh, Purity Rings on it again. They're so good live. Plus, they covered Deftones last year. It was great. <laughs> they, they have their own remix of Knife Party by Deftones, yeah. and they played it live, along I, with I their cover of Better Off Party. Alone by Alice DJ. Too. And the song Centipede. <laughs> yeah. Centipede. I don't, yeah, that Knife Party came out after the Deftones song. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, okay. We whatever. know, Cody. Yeah, we whatever. know. Yeah, you think you're so much better. <laughs> yeah, I do. No, <laughs> anyway, Aaron, I didn't mean to cut you. No, out. no, it's your bop. Oh, all right. It's up to me. Um, <laughs> been listening to a lot of Dream Theater. Went back to that Images and Words record. Fantastic album. Learning to Live is my bop. Forgot about that. That little bass break in the last like minute where it's just John Myung and nothing else. Yeah, you never hear him otherwise. I, yeah, that album's actually got the bases in there like pretty well, but it's those moments where it's not focused on John Petrucci or yeah. one of the mics playing drums. Yeah. That <laughs> it's like, oh, he's been mics. well. It's they both their drummers have been named Mike, Mike Portnoy and Mike Mangini. <laughs> that that wholesome posting that you sent was pretty great. Portnoy going to a Dream Theater. Show. Oh yeah, hanging out with everybody. He's like, I didn't take a picture with John Myung and his family because. We were all hanging out all night. <laughs> I was like, finally, you guys are friends again. Yeah, that is good. Aww. That moment when Henry Mancini becomes Dream Theater's drummer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Henry Mancini's the guy who wrote the, the Pink, Pink Panther. Panther. Oh. Burner. But it's Mike Burner. Mangini, but Henry Mancini. It's too close, dude. It's too close. Is it? All right, it anyway. is. We'll, we'll, we'll catch you next week. Uh, See the, you next week. Oh, yeah. This is... Nitwick Radio. Oh, shoot. Look at me. This. Look at me. This is such a noob. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week.